Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We are so excited for you to listen today to our interview with Mr. Howard Fisher, something a little new tonight. Howie, we actually got to meet through social media, and so finally getting to use social media for some good out there. And so we're excited for you to hear our interview with him as we talk about his fly fishing journey and also the thing that uh, we're most excited about, his fly tying opportunity. If you haven't checked him out yet, you can find him at Howard the Duck 23 to go see some of the amazing fly that he has tied in his fly tying career. Well, we are going to jump into this interview, but before we do, if you haven't yet, please leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us a message as we always love to hear from you. So without further ado, let's jump into our interview in episode 31 of Dads on the Fly. So tonight we are um, very happy, blessed, all of the above to have with us Mr. Howie Fisher. Although I know him and the world, our listeners may know him as <laughs> Howard the Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Howard the right? Duck. Yeah. Howard the Duck. But Howie Fisher coming to us from Frederick, Maryland. And so let's just talk for a little bit. The first time I ever Instagram messaged Howie, I don't think he'd ever heard of our podcast. He was he. Somehow he had followed us or we had followed him or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I saw this post of a, uh, a vice on a table. And in the background was uh, like, uh, I, guess, I mean, he was in a labor delivery room. You could, you weren't sure that's what it was. I mean, you could have been having another operation, but it was pretty, pretty sure that it was a labor delivery room. And uh, I was like, there may be no perfect, no more perfect person for us to talk to than a guy tying flies. Why? That's, that's a dad on why, the fly. Why his wife is about <laughs> to give birth? Yes, that is a dad on the fly. So, Mister Howie, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, it's late on a Thursday, so we're probably Mister. All the children are in bed. Yeah, yes. you have two children, very younger than mine, so I'm sure bedtime is a little more adventurous at your house. Probably actually a little bit quicker than at your house. <laughs> they just so. take a, bo- a they point. just take a bottle and go to sleep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Wow. Yeah. I, your, I remember kids are, uh, your kids are how old? Uh, one's fifteen months and the other is a month. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So the fact that you're up at nine thirty is quite impressive. It is. This, <laughs> this may be the latest I've been up in a month. <laughs> well, man, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to hang out and do this with us and. Uh, Absolutely. Excited, man, to get to talk to you a little bit about your fly fishing story, uh, your uh, fly tying story. Um, so, th- you want to finish telling a story about how you guys? That was kind of it. Yeah, yeah you, we you started saw Instagram messaging that day because <laughs> you saw a guy tying flies <laughs> in the labor and delivery, and right? then he continued to <laughs> message me, and that's kind of how it, the rest is history. We yeah. met. I mean, you know. <laughs> What so a beautiful I, relationship. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The only beauty of social media and, and the no, internet. Somebody said this in a podcast the other day. We, the fly fishing community tends to use social media a lot better than the rest of the world. I could agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. So see, we're doing a good job here showing okay. the benefits of social media. But yeah. So talk to us a little bit. We're going to talk fly tying later because if you haven't followed. If you haven't followed a ha- 
Howie. He's Howard the Duck 23 on Instagram, right? Is that like yeah. Michael Jordan's 23? Is, uh... No, David Beckham. Oh, oh okay. Nice. Yeah, soccer. I'm, I'm a soccer player. Where did, where did Howard the Duck come from? That's a great question. So um, are you guys familiar with the old movie Howard the Duck? Not at all. No. It was not. a 80s cartoon movie, kind of like Roger Rat, like the, the half animated, half realistic okay. Roger Rabbit. Real weird, by the way, if you've never seen it. So in high school, I was on soccer and uh, for, uh, sophomore year, my started playing varsity and my coach just one practice beginning of the year was just like, hire the duck, come here. We literally everybody on the field was like, what? And it just kind of stuck from there. And so, um, my, my two best friends still call me ducky to this day, but, um, literally I'm Googling Howard the duck right now. It's weird. Uh, Yeah. It's pretty weird. Although (laughs) it's weird. He doesn't really look anything like Howard the duck, but, uh, yeah, no, no, it's an actual (laughs) duck. Um, yeah. So like I went all these years being called this, this became my nickname. Then finally one year I was home for like a break in college and I was scrolling through the TV at my parents' house and Howard the duck came on across the TV. And I was like, all right, I got to finally watch this. <laughs> I literally watched five minutes and I was like, this is weird. And I changed it. It was, it was very bizarre. That's so awesome. if you haven't seen Howard the Duck, I really don't recommend watching it, but now just you know. Just follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Don't yeah. watch the movie, yeah. just follow the Instagram account. But yeah, man, yeah. so I've been, I've been following you on, on Instagram for a while just because you're fly tying stuff. It is, it is awesome. It is, you know. I've Thank you. Watching you and uh, watching your videos. So yeah, I've learned very little. Before we started this podcast. understand, he's so far advanced. You're, I just, you're getting I there. Attention. You're getting there. So let's talk about fly fishing. Uh, did you grow up in Maryland? No. So my dad was actually, uh, active duty Navy for most of my life. And so we moved all around, um, lived overseas, lived all across the country. Um, but I went to, he re- he didn't retire, uh, until I was in high school, but he got a couple like extended tours when we were in Maryland. So I've been in Maryland on and off essentially since I was, uh, in middle school. Um, so I went to middle school and high school, in the same town um, and then went to college in Pennsylvania and then moved around some other places and ended up back in Maryland. And your fly fishing journey began where? Uh, really it began in Washington state. Uh, so I went one time I, I spent actually a quarter or semester, my semester abroad in college was in Colorado and I went once there. It was the very, it was the very last week I was there. I was like, yeah, this is cool. So, um, one of my dad's Navy friends took us up to a, a stocked lake on the backside of Pike's peak, actually using literally, I felt so like now looking back, I feel so bad for the guy that took us because literally every single, almost every, every single cast, I feel like I was losing a fly. So it was a lake, right? The reservoir, the reservoir was, let's see, this was early, early or late. It, it was sometime around spring. And so I guess the runoff hadn't started yet. And so, cause it was still cold enough. And so the reservoirs were low. So literally you're in the reservoir, but you're like in the reservoir cause it's so low. So you're literally just on an embankment with rocks behind you. I didn't know what I was doing. Thingamabobber on 
flies every time I back cast, I I could just hear it snapping on rock. Yeah. So anyways, that was one time it was fun. We caught a bunch of fish. We ate them that night, but it was just like one of those things. Then fast forward about four more years, uh, after I no three more years after I graduated college, my wife and I moved out to Washington state. Cause, um, that was my mom was born and raised out there. That was one of the places we lived, went all the time when my dad was active duty place. I kind of call home. So my wife and I moved out there. We ended up at a church out there. Um, and the ended up getting involved in youth ministry. Um, something we were both passionate about and the path youth pastor, him and his wife who they got married after we both moved there. They went back to Florida. They're both from Florida, but they got married in Florida. They both moved back cross country. We just got really, really close because we were both kind of in the same boat, especially like him and I were kind of the extroverts adventurers and both of our wives were born and raised in the same place their entire life. Right. And so they got along really well. We got along really well. One day he was just like, Hey, you want to learn how to fly fish? I was like, sure. Yeah. So literally kind of, it's funny. Um, uh, listening to the podcast, right. The story about, I think Caleb, it was you getting going fly fishing with that guy from church. Yeah. And, uh, he just like apologized to your wife that one day. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that was kind of like, that was kind of what it was. Like literally we went fly fishing and then all of a sudden I just bought all this stuff. Yeah. And like <laughs> that one, uh, there's, I think it's the same episode where, uh, you guys talked about like the budget and stuff with your oh, wife. Yeah. <laughs> we were yeah. listening to that podcast the other day in the car, that episode. And I was like, look, I did real, real budget, like, like neoprene plastic, like not even hip waders, but like the waders that strap onto your belt. I don't even know if you've <laughs> never even seen those. Like, yeah. They're like, they're bad. They're like, um, not even frog togs. I think they're, um, I think it's like caddis. It's like Walmart brand. Nice. Like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just like, it just exploded from there. Cause that was the thing that like we did. So like him and I would go fly fishing and our wives would hang out and like, we just got real close and could talk about just about anything because we were all kind of in the same boat and, um, it was really good. And it kind of, again, was a perfect scenario, right. Talking about leaving our wives to go fishing. Like our wives got along great. Uh, and we didn't, none of us had kids at the time. So, um, but yeah, it just, it just blew up from there. Um, I think, uh, I think I probably went about three or four months without catching a fish to be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know how, I don't know how I got into it. I think it was just maybe just getting outside and just yeah. having a time well, being, being out there. Sure. I'm sure you're fishing in some amazing yeah. places. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And so you are now find yourself in Maryland mm-hmm. and, uh, how long have you been in Maryland? This most recent time. So we moved back in 2018. Uh, so four years now. So what kind of, uh, are, are we trout fishing in Maryland? It's just a, you, know, yeah. what do you, what do you, you guys trout fishing in Maryland. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of live, uh, our fishing scene is probably actually very similar. Okay. So like, uh, I live like right on the edge of the mountains, um, right on the edge of Appalachia, uh, 
Do you guys know where do you guys know like Route 81 that goes all the way from like Tennessee? Yeah. Uh, Pennsylvania up through, up through Virginia. Yeah. 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 You guys had yeah. Um, so like if you literally just take 81 straight up into Maryland, I'm like 25, 30 minutes from that. Okay. Um, so like right on the edge. So like native brook trout. Uh, we got a lot of wild browns. Um, Sweet. No, we have a couple places that have wild rainbows, but most rainbows are stocked. Um, and then, but also too, like we've got some great bass fishing in the summer, smallmouth, um, Shenandoah, uh, smallmouth fishing, Potomac, smallmouth fishing. Um, yeah. So you do a little bit of everything. Are you doing mainly, are you wading a lot or are you doing a little both? Yeah. You're waiting. Uh, yeah. I mainly, I mainly wade. Uh, the only time I go on a boat is if I'm with friends cause I don't have one. <laughs> just have to get down here. Yeah. We'll take any time you want to come. <laughs> yeah. And you have some Done. family in what we talked one time. You have some family in Western North Carolina, correct? Yeah. Um, so my wife's extended family lives in Grayson, um, or in the area, which is like right on the border of right across, uh, right across the border from, um, mountain city, Tennessee. Yeah. So I think that's what about four hours from you guys, probably five hours. Mm, uh, probably not. Probably so. not that far. Really? Oh, okay. Probably not that far. Yeah. So what? Uh, you know, you said kind of how you fell in love with fishing, just being outside and uh, doing on the fly, and uh, now you find yourself in Maryland and, and you were able to fish. I guess you've been fishing since that wonderful time out in. Uh, so how would you compare? East coast fishing to West coast fishing. Is there any difference there? Oh, for sure. Um, (laughs) I was so, so I will say I was very pleasantly surprised when I moved back to Maryland with how good the fishing actually is. Like it's not in Maryland's not like Pennsylvania, for example, where you've got, you know, thousands and thousands of miles of trout stream, but like, I, I was very pleasantly surprised at the opportunity. Um, and two, like I live in Frederick, so I'm, you know, 25, 30 minutes from the Pennsylvania border. I'm about two hours from like Harrisonburg, Virginia. So like, um, the Shenandoah Valley, all of those creeks, all the brookie waters. Um, I'm like six hours from the which is more of a hike, but six hours from like the South Holston. Um, I can get to Western Maryland. And so, you know, the North branch of the Potomac or the Savage river, if you have ever heard of that um, in two and a half hours, I can get to Penn's Creek in Pennsylvania in four hours, three and a half, four hours. Um, so like I'm in reach of really good water. Um, but like you were saying, just the scenery doesn't really compare to out there. Like there's just, I mean, it's, it's the West, right? Let's just be honest. Wide open. Um, so it's different. Um, it's kind of hard to compare though, honestly, because like I was talking to my, the, the guy who really, I learned to fish with the other day and um, we were talking a while back and I was just like, man, if we were able to go out there and this, this is true for both of us, but we were like, if we could live back out there now, knowing what we know and knowing how to fish now, it would have been a game changer. Cause like, at least for me, like he, he fly fished a lot when he was younger. And so he was much more experienced than I was, but he grew up in Florida. So a lot of it was saltwater fishing or, you know, bass fishing. Um, but like, 
I was just getting started. And man, if I lived out there now, oh my gosh, it would be, it'd be lights out. It'd be awesome. Yeah. We, uh, I like to give him a hard time because he spent three years in Boone, North Carolina, right in the high country and like Mm -hmm. amazing trout water. And he never picked up a fly rod until what, six years after that? No, I wasn't fishing then. So it's kind of strange when fly fishing finds you and how different it is. We've talked about that before. Like, yeah. Just mm-hmm. when it finds you along the journey, and then yep. once you get it, you you can't kind of get away from it. So uh, mm-hmm. I think the real question now is, with two kids under fifteen months, <laughs> do you ever fish at all now? <laughs> yes, because I have an incredible wife. There you go. There you go. Um, she yeah. should listen to this. That was we were giving you yeah. that chance, man. There you yeah. Go. Um, no, and I, I've told her straight up before, like. She is awesome. We, we have a great, like, obviously our relationship's not perfect. Uh, we just, you know, we just got at each other a little bit about an hour and a half ago, but we've sorted it out. We were good. Right. It happens. Um, but like, she just like, she's incredible. She's like, you need to go fish. I'm like, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. I'm not going to argue. So So, um, locally you get to fish with or. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I actually used to work at, um, one of our local fly shops just for a summer. Um, so I got real connected with a lot of people through that and then kind of just picked up some really Instagram. Um, the two guys I fish with most frequently now, like that's how we met, uh, we just met their Instagram and been to Montana with them. Uh, we fish all over the place. That's awesome. So did you, uh, real quick, we'll just, chase this for just a second did you fly to montana when you went to montana i assume yeah they so one of the guys drove with a few other guys and then my other friend and i flew out because we couldn't take off work and so did they, did you fly with your gear yeah we're just kind of curious because that's a you know we're we're leaving here and what are we under when we're, we're 11 under, 12 days we're something 14 like that. days away 14 days yeah, really two weeks away two weeks out wow. so we're just, you know any advice for the uh it's our first, first flying. flying with fly fishing gear for the people. Yeah. For us. Don't, unless you really want to, don't carry on fly tying gear because they will go through it with a fine tooth comb. Oh, your hooks. Yeah. No, hooks are fine. So, one thing I would say seriously if you're traveling is, I, and I've never, I've never had this happen, but like always put, so I always carry my re- my rods on, obviously, um, just because, and they don't really fit in most suitcases, but yeah. I would bring at least one reel in your carry-on and at least a box of flies in case your baggage gets lost. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I've never had that happen, but I always do that just in case. Um, so like if you get to a destination and your baggage ended up somewhere, at oh, least I know, you can have, I know where this at least you can have some fun. That's what I'm thinking. Like, we what? Really don't, I mean, you can get in. I can wear the same thing every day. You can, yeah, I can wear what I'm wearing. Oh, yeah. As long as yeah. I get my I mean, you can also go to the store. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can go to the store and buy flies, I guess, but then you got to buy a yeah, fly yeah. box. Exactly. You got to buy $200 worth of flies, yeah. right? Um, but, yeah, so I when I flew out to Montana this past summer, I flew with all my tying gear. Honestly, I shouldn't have because – I didn't tie a single fly while I was out there. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, 
And so both on the way out and on the way back, they were like, I don't think they'd ever seen anything like this before. Like they were just mind blown. Literally got fully, not me, but my bag fully searched both times. Oh, took my entire tying bag apart. It was like, cause like you've got bodkins, you've got scissors, you've got yeah, a lot of sharp other, uh, other weird things. Exactly. And like, I swear the look, I should have taken pictures of the look on the people's faces. <laughs> like, you know, they they were like, they were like, like the one person took my vice. So like the, this comes apart. Right. And like, I literally took, took the vice head out and was just like, <laughs> like they they had no idea what it was and like i don't blame them right like they didn't know yeah but it was just so funny just looking at them but also too like it was kind of stressful because i was like shoot we gotta make our flight yeah let's and let's not break anything while we're taking everything yeah exa- exactly i'm like whoa, 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 whoa let's put that down slowly and gently exactly yeah um <laughs> so there we go yeah. we're, we're definitely taking fly rods on the plane. Yeah. That but we, we're we already planned checking the, uh, the other stuff that we need yeah. just enough. Bringing that. The, we'll check the non-essentials. Yeah. I don't think we have to bring in it. We're being taken care of. Uh, that okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we did everything ourselves when we went out there and my friend, for some reason decided he didn't need to bring a net and we got there and we were, he was like, shoot, I need a net. And I was like, dude, I told you that before we left. So he ended up buying a rising net for $130 at a fly shop out there. And I was like, yeah, we are, we're actually going to be hooked up with uh Brian from river rat. Okay. Who, yeah. Um, That's awesome. I guess you've seen our pitch. Some of our pitches are our raft. Yeah. And, yeah. We're actually hooking up with him. And so uh, we got, we're going to be going with some, with him and some other guys that are already out there. And That's awesome. We're, we're going to be fishing for a couple of days and hopefully they'll have, all, we just were told to bring fly rods and, <laughs> and our time clothing so, and yeah clothing yeah. so yeah we're yeah. excited uh so um before we get into the fly tying segment which could go long considering we have an expert with us uh <laughs> what is your uh are you is your trout your favorite species to chase or do you have a do you like smallies or do you have a favorite or you just if it if you get time with two young kids to get outside you don't care right i mean just fishing yeah um yeah, trout is trout's primary, uh, just because. Just because I mean, I, in in our area, you can pretty much fish trout year round. Um, some summers, it's it gets it gets a little hot where you got to leave them alone, right? Um, but uh, most summers, if it rains really heavily or the temperature doesn't get too high, you can fish year round. Um, so that's primary. Um, but I do like, I mean, I do like bass and smallmouth, and I love saltwater when I can get there. Uh, that's just a little bit more of a challenge. Gotcha. All right. You ready? Yeah. So, um, but, but one other thing before we get into fly tying, you kind of got at this. I mean, how often, how often are you getting on the water these days? Oh yeah. Um, probably like once every other week. Okay. Yeah. Um, it also helps too, that I literally live. I mean, I can have my boots in the water in five minutes. From my That's good. Door. That's awesome. That's always nice. Um, yeah. Five to five to 15 minutes. Uh, if I want to go a little bit further. Yeah. Um, it also helps that I work from home. So, uh, once my, you know, for example, once my wife goes back to work, 
I'll probably go out very often, like before work. Like I'll just get up when she gets up, get the kids and her out the door and then go fishing for like an hour or two in the morning. That's awesome. Especially that's since awesome. it'll be summer. But that's the point you make, like you may only get an hour or two. And sometimes I think, yeah. we think, I think sometimes we think it has to be like, Oh, if we're going fishing, it's be like <laughs> be a whole day, a day or a half a day. You're like, I'll tell you what, man, I went out for a full day the other day and I was dead. <laughs> I was, so, I was so tired. I was like, literally, I was like, look, we were on the river and I was like looking at my watch and I was like, man, when can I go home? <laughs> I need some sleep. Yeah, yeah seriously. I, I feel you, man. We, I, I took my, uh, I took my father-in-law out a few weeks ago on the raft and I, I didn't get to fish, but a little bit, spent most of the day rowing. And I could remember towards the end of the day, just been like, man, I, I got to get home. I think I went to bed. <laughs> it, it, was, it was before daylight savings time. I think I went to bed that night, like eight o'clock. Like, it's just, I was yeah. just spent. So, so no, I agree. I mean, I, I think especially as a, as a dad with young kids at home, yeah. like take advantage of those moments. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. got a, we got a big stock stream runs right here. I mean, I can almost see it from my house. Um, wow. And so, awesome. you know, we don't ever fish. We it, don't though. hardly ever fish <laughs> it uh, because it's just so, you know, I mean, crowded, not a lot of fly fishing. It's mostly people spinner fishing, trying to catch, you know, food for that night or whatever. It's been stocked in there. Yeah. So, uh, but I think sometimes I, I snub my nose at that when it actually might be something worth, worth doing. Yeah. Cause I'm like you, you know, my, my wife looks at me a lot of times. She's like, you need to go get in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. you're right. You're right. I do. And I try to take <laughs> advantage of that when I can. Um, yeah. So I think that's important. Well, uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to continue this awesome conversation with Howie Fisher, AKA Howard, the duck 23 on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to talk about. Yeah. I'm gonna I look. think it's going to be a really great conversation with fly tying, because if you don't follow Howie, you should to go see some of the amazing things that he has tied up. So we'll be right back to continue this conversation with Howie Fisher. Well, we are back with Mr. Howie Fisher and uh, also known as Howard the Duck 23 on Instagram, which is how we met. And uh, Howie, we're excited to continue the conversation and talk to you about the thing that uh, you're definitely an expert at. I mean, you're, you're obviously a great fisherman as well, and you do a lot of great things, but you have created this massive following, I feel like, on social media and in other places and got a lot of people paying attention to the amazing ties or flies that you tie. And uh, so we just want to ask you a little bit more about your fly tying career. So when did you actually get started tying flies? I'm not sure I can call it a career, but I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, No, no, no. Money's not rolling in yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not sure. I'm not sure it ever will be. I understand. Um, It's just a hobby, but man, you're phenomenal at it. And uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I've been tying for just over uh, a little bit over three years now. Oh, stop, freeze um, three years. Yeah, that gives me a lot of like you got some promise. I just you got time. Gonna, I knew he was gonna be like, I've been tying since I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I since I came out of since. 
since my mom was in the delivery room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was waiting on, but so that's pretty cool. You got promise, man. There's maybe, no yeah. I don't know. You'll have to hear about yeah. how often he does it though, to, to learn how much you got to practice. So, yeah, yeah. So you started three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. What, uh, what, what drew you to it? I honestly don't even know. I've been asked that question a lot lately. Um, and I think the best way to put it really is it was just kind of a, kind of a next step, right? Um, back here in Maryland, uh, I had a lot more time and uh, was working and started seminary. Really, I think that's probably what drove it a little bit. Uh, started started seminary online. And so um, I just was like, well, I got to sit here and listen to hours of lectures. So I might as well do something. <laughs> Other than listen to lectures, so many comments right now. <laughs> I know, I know. I think he no. just told you how to how to do grad school. Yeah, <laughs> well, no. I don't um, know with grad school. I was more thinking of oh well, there's a big point <laughs> for seminary. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, no, no. And it, it's it wasn't. Dude, you could totally pay attention yeah. while you're talking. I mean, depending on what you. Yeah, doing. exactly. That's what it was. Is like, I mean, literally, I would go to work for six hours, come home, sit in a chair for three, four, five, six more hours, watching lectures, reading books, you know, you writing papers, you name it. Right. And so, um, I've, I'm, I'm just a busy person in general. Right. And so, um, it was kind of just something to do with my hands. If I wasn't tying, I'd probably just be twirling a pen around or something. Right. Um, and so, uh, I actually, you know, now that I think about it, I did start tying before I started seminary actually. Um, but again, going back, it was kind of just like a natural progression, almost like we were rolling into winter and, you know, everyone was talking about tying season and I was like, well, what's tying season? Um, and we were living with my parents at the time and, uh, I had kind of started getting my dad back into fly fishing again. And, uh, I think it came up in a conversation one night while we were watching TV or having dinner and. He was like, oh, you know, I have an old box somewhere. And sure enough, he pulled out, found this old box, pulled it out, and he had a Griffin vice in it. And it kind of just snowballed from there. And it was terrible. It's it's a very good vice, but it was also terrible at the same time. Um, so, but yeah, it kind of just snowballed from there. And then I got into seminary and I was like, well, this is great to do while I watch lectures and listen to lectures and so on and so forth. So that's awesome. Let me uh, ask this question. First <laughs> fly you ever tied. Can you remember? Um, I believe honestly it was an Altair Caddis. Uh, it was either. An, yeah. I think it was an Altair Caddis. Cause I went to, uh, I went to the local shop and literally asked the guy who I'm really good friends with now. Um, we, I was just like, Hey, I'm just starting. Like what's the pattern. Right. And of course everybody says all fair pattern. So sure enough it was. Nice. And, uh, that leads me like, do you, did you have a coach early on, like a teacher? Nope. YouTube university. Yep. YouTube university, hundred percent self-taught. That's awesome. Um, with, yeah, with with tying in fly fishing mostly. Um, yeah. So you've been you've been doing it for three years now. Um, just kind of got started. You, you've obviously gotten 
better. I mean, I'm sure your first fly didn't look as good as the ones you're posting that oh, no. Instagram and everything. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, I, I, mean, I was just, talking to someone the other day about this. My first flies, because someone was just, it was someone similar, like they were just going to start out. And I was like, dude, my first flies were so bad. Like I didn't even fish them. Like I would tie them and then I would go to a shop and buy flies because I was like, I don't think that's going to catch fish. Nice. <laughs> so I was wasting twice as much money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I, I wanted to ask you that too, but you mentioned it. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. You know, one of the things I know a lot of guys get into fly tying is a means to save money. Have you found that true? Now, yes. Okay. At the, for the first, it's hard. It's kind of, it, it is hard to say. Yeah. So like yeah. when you're just getting started, no, absolutely not. Okay. Um, Cause like there's a large startup fee, right? Like even if you buy a cheaper vice, like it's still 60 to a hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, and then all the tools and then you start getting into more stuff and you're like, Oh, I need this tool. I mean, you guys know, right. Um, (laughs) and they're, they're true. I mean, and one thing I, I tell people all the time is like, if you know, you're going to get into it, don't waste your time with the cheaper stuff. Like just buy the nice stuff. Um, cause it does, it makes it like you guys were talking one of the episodes the other day, you guys were talking about your scissors. And I was like, man, if someone would have told me that early on of like, I didn't know how dull my scissors really were or how terrible they That's really crazy, were. Right? But it saved me so much time. Well, and so much frustration. Like I can remember. And so much frustration. Yeah. yeah. I can just remember uh, we got, um, we'll, we'll go ahead and plug them. Uh, an Adramus fly company. They've sent mm-hmm. us some scissors and uh, they've been really great. And they literally are the sharpest pair of scissors I've ever owned. Um, and uh, I did not realize how awful the old <laughs> little dr slicks that i was using for a while yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just i mean since you plugged them let's just go ahead with the uh fly tying report of the week and since we have a special guest we'll just uh this will be great okay let's hear yeah because i'll be able to i'll be able to tell everybody what i tied this week okay. and then how it will be and it'll just be like it'll be such a it'll be great watch yeah. okay all right so, so so i tied my first ever was adventures behind the vice yes. brought to you tonight by anadromous fly company <laughs> check them out online if you want and, uh they are your sharpest decision in fly tying tools so and Joshua, if you want 10 percent off shoot us a DM and we'll, we'll shoot you our, you our link. Yeah. Our link. Our link. Okay. So what did you tie this week? This week, that was what last Saturday. Yeah. I tied and I tied a couple at home too. Tied my first ever squirmy worm. Nice. And uh nice. waltz worm, right? Do we tie yeah. tied a waltz worm too? There you go. So waltz worm, squirmy worm. There we go. That was my two flies. Very simple, very no complication. Keep it simple, stupid, right? That's right. Very uh, good. I don't know if we would uh, say no complications, but no, no, no. It's not a compl- I made it compl- oh, okay. I complicated it for sure. <laughs> all right, all right. But you, I mean, it's not a complicated fly. Okay. But, oh, I of course made it more complicated than it should be for sure. But it was not a complicated fly. Awesome. All right, Howie, what'd you tie up this week? Well, probably tons. Well, the most recent. I, I want to know what Caleb tied this week. Oh, what did I tie Saturday night? Uh, I spent some time tying up some uh, more Pat's rubber legs. Well, you had to um, teach me how to tie the square. Uh, yeah, first. I, taught, I tied up probably half a dozen, uh, a few more than that square. Yeah, because I tied two, so you probably tied like eight. 
Yeah, I, t- I just tied him the whole time. You were tied <laughs> the eight to two ratio, the four to one ratio. Yeah, that's where we're. Right now. <laughs> there you uh, go. I also spent some time tying a few little midges, and uh, there's there this go. little there's this little midge that I don't know. It I, I come up with stuff. I'll, I'll tell you, fly time for me. You, yeah. Maybe you maybe you will agree with me, and we can go down this rabbit hole if you want to. I am probably the least artistic and uncreative person that I know, but for some reason it comes out mm-hmm. in fly tying. Yeah. Like, I, I know, that's what I love like, about I it. Just, well, because I see stuff online or I watch stuff on YouTube and I'm like, man, I don't have that material, but maybe I can do something close. And uh, yep. I use what I have to, to create my own little creations and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. so I tied up these little midges. I called, we call them the Anna Grace midge. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, it's my niece her name's anna grace and uh she uh she gave me a bunch of her little plastic beads that she made jewelry with that she didn't use that was like i'm not gonna tie a fly with that hey if they catch fish it doesn't matter honestly Man, dude, too they've been they've been money on our dh water here yeah so. um, i mean honestly most tying materials are crafts materials yeah. like yeah, you can walk uh, into like michael's or joanne's hobby lobby joanne's and literally like we were in hobby lobby the other day like two weeks ago and i walked past like the yarn night um yeah the yarn section for like knitting and i was like that's like uv polar chenille in a in a in a bundle (laughs) yeah and it was like you know it's like five dollars for a whole that'll last you your lifetime yeah, and then they're selling like a five dollar pack and a fly store. I'm like, gosh, dang. so did have you tried any of that stuff? Because Laura, mm-hmm. my my wife, uh, she she made clothes in college and like she sews and all this stuff, and so she's constantly telling me this. She's like, yeah, I'll go in and get like a little thing of chenille like this big, and she'll be like, you can literally buy that at. You know, <laughs> she's always telling me I can get it, and I'm like, is it, is it really the same stuff? I don't know. Uh, some stuff is, and some stuff is not. One thing that is definitely not the same that you definitely want to buy from a fly shop is foam. Yeah. Um, I've bought, like, you can go to Walmart and get a stack of foam for like $5 of 30 different colors, but it's terrible. Yeah. Um, there's apparently there's different, two different types of foam. There's open cell and closed cell. What the difference really is other than the cells being open and closed. Like, I don't know what makes them closed and open, but like <laughs> they, it makes a huge difference. Stuff from But like Chanel and, and yarn and stuff like that, like you can get it super cheap and it's the same thing pretty much. That's wow. good to know. Yeah, that is good we'll to be, know. So now Especially. when Sally wants to go to Hobby Lobby, I can have a good reason to go. There you uh, go. Laura would know what, I mean, if we just tell her the color, she'd know what kind of get, I guess. So she knows about all that stuff, like which flies and all that thing. But yeah, she's so all over it. We were tying little flies, I guess, to a degree. Yeah, a little trout flies. Were you tying this week trout flies, or do you mainly tie up those big streamers that you're awesome at, or a little bit of both? Uh, or? A little bit of both. So, like, so I saw my flies uh, on Etsy. Hold on. We need to plug that. Go ahead. Plug the, <laughs> plug the shop. Here. Um, so I don't know if I want that much attention. Uh, I got so many other things to do. You, you, <laughs> you way over predict our reach here on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> we are still small, my man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so like, 
waltz worms i was just literally tying up some of those like an hour and a half ago um these little uh these are some of my favorite flies right here it's a just a euro jig streamer yeah you see that um do you guys know who lance egan is oh yeah from yeah so this is a this is a yeah this is a lance egan pattern um great streamer um you can fish a number of different ways but um tying those up for an order and i always whenever i'm tying for someone i also tie a few extra for my own box otherwise i don't get to my own box <laughs> so if you're new like me mm-hmm. um because this is where I, and i'll let caleb ask the advanced questions but if you're new like me and you get like you walk into the fly shop and there's literally 200 types that one shop i was in there day, like 200 different threads right and there's like Mm-hmm. all these options so speaking to because we do have some folks who listen to us regularly that are beginner fly tires like like i am mm-hmm. would it if you only have the budget for let's say i don't know you only want to buy maybe four to five just to start right mm-hmm. thread colors and hook sizes i know that may be not a question you can simplify do you have an, any advice <laughs> um well, okay, so rewinding, don't buy thread from a, any store other than a fly shop because those are not the same. I tried that one time. I got thread from Joanne Fabrics, like sewing thread, not the same at all. Not the same. Uh, not, not at all. I was like, I still have the thread. I don't know why I still have it, but I'm like, I bought it. I might as well keep it. I'll use it for something, I guess. But uh, still to this day, I haven't used it. Anyways, um, so like as far as thread goes, like, I think you guys might've been talking about this a few episodes ago, but like, or maybe it was someone else. Um, you can't go wrong with white because you can literally yeah. take a Sharpie to it. That's good. Um, That's yep. Yeah. Um, so white is good. And obviously there's so many patterns that call for white. Um, if you were to pick like five threads that you could use for most patterns, I'd say probably black, white, red, olive and maybe like orange uh that's just off the top of my head uh maybe maybe brown um as far as hooks go that's a hard question to answer because it really depends on what you're what you're tying your flies yeah sizes what type of fish like you know if you're tying flies for smallmouth those are mostly streamers or poppers so that's a different hook than if you're tying small flies for trout. Uh, and then that's a whole nother ball game, right? There's like 40 different types of trout flies, even though there's really only about like five or six, right? Um, you know, there's jig hooks, there's dry fly nymph, and then a merger hooks and maybe like a clean camera hook. Um, that's simplifying it. Like there's obviously a lot more out there, but yeah. And uh, so, I mean, when you, so you're talking about hooks, so I just want to go here for a minute. When you looking at the types of hooks you're buying, um, explain, and this will help dash out a lot too. explain like what you're looking at. What are you, what are you reading? Cause you know, they, they, they're, they're numbered. They've got one X, two X. What are you, looking yeah. at? What, are you, what are you learning from that? That's a loaded question. Um, that's kind of one of the things where as far as like 
I'm trying to think of the word for it. Um, but as far as that goes, like that's kind of just one of those things that you have to learn. Yeah. Um, so like, see, I've got a, this actually doesn't have anything on it. <laughs> that wasn't a great example, but um, yeah, you know, to your, oh, here we go. So I've got a firewall streamers right here. It says, you know, three XL, two XG heavy. Yeah. So what that means is, and it's a streamer hook, right? So they're bigger, longer hooks mm-hmm. for tying streamers on that I just dropped on the floor. <laughs> um, right. But so this is actually what I tied on that exact hook earlier, except I don't know where it is. That's all right. Um, but like I tie woolly buggers on this, like small streamers, whatever. But you know what those numbers mean. So three XL is three extra long. So not large, right? Um, two XG is two extra wide gate. So you can, I mean, you can find these charts online, but like there's like a, a standard for streamer hooks. There's a standard for nymph hooks. There's a standard for dry fly hooks. And when those hooks differ from the standard, that's where you start getting these. So like this hook has a, is three times longer than a standard um, streamer hook and has an extra wide gate. Um, And it's made with heavy wire rather than medium or light wire. But is your mom? Exactly. Uh, Yeah. And (laughs) I was also thinking, I don't think the trout know the difference, but you know, he knows the difference when what he wants to tie on it. No question about it. But, (laughs) <laughs> uh, don't doubt that for a minute yeah i mean especially looking at like that gauge of wire and the heavy and especially if you want, you know if you're wanting stuff to get down if you're wanting to stay yeah stay up, you know that's definitely stuff to look at yeah that's big time um so you're you we were talking about making things you know do you save money fly tying i think the thing that i've been figuring out lately for me is I wonder, like, am I ever going to have all the material that I need? <laughs> like, I mean, I know, like, you have certain no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, it just because it never fails. Like, I'll I'll watch some video and be like, oh man, that is amazing. I want yep. to buy that. I need that. But you know, I mean, there's one piece of hackle on it, but you got to get a whole cape to to you know, and it's that's fifty <laughs> sixty bucks or um, yeah. You know, so I do, I try to like, and being budget savvy, I, I do try to see stuff and think, oh man, I've got that. Or could I make something else work for that? You know, you, you, yep. see, you see something tied with like, you know, a CDC body. Oh, could I just use some dubbing that I've got that that, that might work just as well? Um, mm-hmm. Do you find yourself doing that at all? Or do you, are you just more like, I'm, I'm just going to go get the material? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like it. So um, my quote unquote business is, so it started kind of, it started as a hobby. Right. And then it turned into like kind of a side hustle. Right. I was like, well, maybe I'll start selling these. And then I got a lot of traction. So I was like, all right, I'll keep selling these, start Etsy, blah, blah, blah. So originally, like I started out of like my budget, like you know, I had a certain fun money. We call it a fun money yeah. in our budget, yeah. like certain 
amount of money to spend each month on anything that I wanted to write fishing clothes, whatever, whatever I want. So, and then I took like a portion out of like my wife and I talked and I was like, this is what I want to do. She let me take like a larger amount of money out and like really get like started. Mm -hmm. But now like everything I buy is fully like my business quote unquote, again, is completely self-sustaining. And so for me, we're like, I don't have to worry about a budget. Like I have a PayPal account that I do everything fishing out of. Um, and so like, again, to answer your question, yes. Like yeah. sometimes yeah. I'm like, okay, I know I need to buy this, this, and this for this order coming up. Or like, I know I need a new pair of waders in the spring or boots or whatever. Like I have to exercise self-control. Um, but also at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'll get that. And then it sits in my drawer for like six months. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's a hard game to play. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a easy way to put it. You've got me real tempted to want to start tying enough to where I could sell my own, but I, I just don't think I'm there yet. Just if nothing else to fund, uh, like not to make money, just to fund the hobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, it didn't even start out as that. Like it just started as like, this is awesome. Like, if I could have done it and like given my flies away and afforded that, I would have, but I yeah. couldn't. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, dude, it was so cool. Like, and it was one of those things. I mean, it was just, it was just cool. Like when I first got started, like it was just amazing to me to see where my flies were going and what they were catching. Yeah. Um, and that's like really what kind of kept it going for me. Um, that, Cause that's, like, that's super cool. Like I can just remember when I started tying, I got as excited mm-hmm. when my brother caught a fish on a, on a flat yeah. head tied as I had yeah. when I got like, like it was so cool to be like, not only did I tie it and catch fish on it, but now I've given it to somebody else. Yeah. Like, catches stuff, like exactly. Yeah. It's just a cool feeling. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I know you love doing it. So. <laughs> I, I had no problem fishing yeah. with. Other that's a win-win. Flies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Didn't bother um, me. Either. But yes, yeah, I'm sure that's gotta be neat to see. Cause I'm sure your flies are going all over the place. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I don't, I don't ship a lot out of country, but like I tie flies for people that go out of country. And so like, um, so that's definitely been cool. Like Patagonia, um, uh, uh, Canada, one of the, well, going back, like one of the early ones that was like really cool for me is like, I had a, I started selling my flies on Facebook and just like Facebook groups. And I had a, an older gentleman who reached out and just like, for whatever reason, he really liked my flies. I don't know why, but he did. Um, and he just kept coming back and ordering. And finally he was like, Hey, I'm going to Labrador, uh, in like six months. Can you tie me some flies for, um, for, for, um, Atlantic salmon and brook trout. But these are like up in, up in Canada is everything bigger. Everything is bigger, right? Just like in the country. And so, uh, I mean, he sent me pictures after he got home and like, he's got like an eight pound brookie, like wild native brookie on one of my flies. And I was just like, so completely. Cool. Yeah. It was wild. It was wild. wild. Yeah. Super cool. Um, so favorite fly to tie. You have one. Can you name it? <laughs> I mean, if you check, his uh, account, he ties every like he has a. Oh, I know he ties every everything. Day. There's, no there's got to be something. <laughs> there's got to be something. Okay, 
favorite tie favorite fly maybe, to maybe even type like you don't have to say like a specific one but like um streamers dry flies as far as fun flies i think streamers are really fun yeah. you can get kind of funky with them they take a lot more like you can teach just about anybody to whip up a net like a like a zebra midge yeah. right um you said it not me um <laughs> no uh like it's thread wire and a bead right it's easy but like when you get into like deer hair streamer deer head streamers and stuff like that a lot of kelly gallop patterns stuff like that um that's when you can get like really creative and and don't get me wrong like i used to hate deer hair like it was my arch nemesis and i absolutely hated it and i was like i had i had written it off and then finally i was just like all right i'm gonna give it a try and um that's like you know again going back like that's one of those things where it's like there are certain areas where you don't need a material, but then there are certain areas where like the, I heard someone say this a long time ago and like it comes and goes, but like if you listen to the people that tie the fly or created it, you can learn a lot because, and like deer hair, like deer head streamers is like one of those areas. Cause like for the longest time I didn't use what was called GSP thread, which is gel spun polyethylene, no polypropylene polypropylene mm-hmm. um and night and day difference yeah. so like once i finally bought it because it's like more it's like five dollars for a spool so i'm like i'm not gonna buy a five dollar spool of thread when i can buy a two dollar spool or dollar fifty spool when i can do the exact same thing um and it does like it's night and day difference it makes a huge difference um but uh, i've heard the same thing is true about the type of deer you get as well yeah for sure yeah like um, quality, that quality material just makes things so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Deer hair is, um, deer hair is one of those things that if you're spinning deer hair for like big deer head streamers, um, you, if you can, like it's best if you can actually see it in person before buying it. Cause like if you order from a fly shop, like most of their stuff's going to be good. Right. But like, you just never know if the last, piece they have on the wall is like the crappiest piece that they have and i've i've been victim of that before so like it happens right um but yeah um but going backwards my favorite fly to tie to fish is called a pink hog um and i just have to have my box here but this is what it is okay um it is a variation of a fly that was originated in the driftless area of Wisconsin. Um, of a, it's, the original fly is called a pink squirrel. And uh, a guy I know, um, his name's Tom Starmack. He is his company's uh, Zoetic Flies. Um, he kind of created this uh, variation. It's just a, a pink bead, um, red wire. Uh, fox squirrel dubbing, uh, and then crystal flash off the tail. And like, I say this all the time to like friends I'm fishing with. I'm like, I don't even know why I fly, why, why I fish any other fly. Like, it just, I can be fishing any other combination. I throw it on and catch fish. And it's just like, 
I don't understand. It's ba- and 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 if you want to boil it down, it's basically a a really fuzzy, furry, hairs ear nymph with a little bit of flash and a pink bead. But for some reason, it kills. So you have a fly business. So mm-hmm. if how long did you tie before you started selling flies? I think it was about a year. Okay. And um, now you have to spend, because you have a business, you spend. What? How much time do you spend on the vice? Yeah. A week. I mean, a day, a week, like you, you, every day you're tying pretty much, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, you guys know, you guys are dads. It kind of just kind of depends on the day. Like, uh, I mean, I, I typically tie often after my daughters go to bed. Um, and my wife and I are just oh, sitting around watching. Both his kids are girls. I missed. Um, I think I yeah, missed that. Two little girls. Yeah, Dude, yeah. You better be tying a lot of flies before long. <laughs> yeah. Like when you, when those kids, right yeah, you better get to tying, buddy. You got some fence <laughs> coming your way. Yeah. Anyways, um, I know. I'm. Yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast, right? <laughs> it is. Um. It is. <laughs> um but uh yeah um it's hard to quantify exactly because it's different every day i mean there are days where i tie every day or weeks where i tie every day during the week and then there's weeks where i only maybe get to actually tie one day uh it kind of just depends on on work on life right again you guys know how that goes um but you said you'll sit down and like if you get an order you'll tie those flies for whatever's ordered is that what you said? Like, is that yeah, what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, again, it's not like, um, it's not a full time business. I mean, I'm, I'm tying probably like two orders a week, maybe. And, and you're still able to tie for yourself, you're still able to tie for yourself, yeah. Too, or, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, my whole, like, I don't know if you want to call it philosophy. I feel weird kind of saying that, Um, but like my idea behind my shop is like, I sell flies that I fish. And so, um, like when I sit down and tie flies for someone else, like I'll tie an extra one or two of, unless I'm super pressed for time, like I'll tie an extra one or two for myself because I know I need them in my box. Right. Um, uh, and so, but again, sometimes I also too, just like, sometimes I get tired of tying flies for other people. And I just sit down and mess around and tie flies. I mean, that's what, I, that's kind of what I was doing today. I sat down and tied a, a few flies. Um, yesterday I sat down, like I had orders to tie, but I was just like, kind of need a break. So I sat down and tied these little crayfish like it. Um, for hopefully smallmouth, but I guess trout will like them too. How many, uh, was there, you said you talked earlier about vices, like you know, I bought a vice, it was I would call it a budget vice, right? Yeah, mid range yeah, mid-range vice yeah. to start with. So I didn't go like super cheap, but I didn't go like way expensive either. At what point did you progress? I'm sure you had like have you had I mean, you know, I think about like guitars because I'm a guitar player, so like you had the beginning yeah. guitar and then you moved yeah. it up and now you so you probably have like your vice now, you'll probably that's what it is, right? Like you get the yeah, yeah. So I got incredibly blessed and fortunate i actually won one of the most expensive vices made 
Oh, I, oh, there you go. Uh, like Caleb went and so, on some Instagram giveaway or something. Yeah, exactly. So I won a Regal oh, Revolution yeah, nice. from, a, from a giveaway. Um, and it was funny because, uh, like, I had been saving money to buy one. Um, and then, like, uh, there's a, sh- a fly shop in Colorado. It's um, Ed's Fly Shop. And they do they, – I don't know if they do anymore, but they used to do – a annual regal giveaway you choose whatever advice you want they had a partnership with regal um and he's googling the second year, <laughs> my second year, I, it's usually around this time of year so i don't know i i don't know if it's already passed or not but um but like so i had a ri- i had what was a a griffin uh spider odyssey spider mm-hmm. which on the cheaper end i think retail it's 90 dollars um maybe even a little less, uh, good vice, really good to start off on. But like I started selling flies using that vice and it wasn't, um, to get the hook in and out, you had to untwist two knobs and then put the hook in and twist two knobs. And literally like there were times when I was tying orders where like I'd get done tying and like my fingers were numb because of the grip on the knobs. Yeah, spinning the knobs open and closed. And two, like when you're tying dirt, like streamers and stuff, like sometimes you have to unspin both, yeah. do something, you know, pull a pull a piece of uh, fur up and around the hook or like put another, you know, you're tying articulated streamers so you yeah. are putting a second hook on. And it was just like, it, it was, it was, it was, it was bad. Um, again, really good advice. Like I recommend people if they're just getting started, like um, Griffin makes a, uh, a, a nicer vice called a, a mongoose. Um, and like, that's really nice. And I think it's like 150, maybe $200, but I think that's what mine was somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys have? He's got the peak. That's a good one. He's got the rings on a traveler. Those are both, I mean, those are both great vices. Um, especially because like you have the, both of those are the cam ones. So it's like, I, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with those. Yeah. Um, it works great. For, yeah, especially well, I mean, for what we're doing then yeah. again i wouldn't yeah. know if it didn't work great compared to like <laughs> you don't have anything no i mean that would be like me saying yeah that'd be like me being like a 16 year old yeah my car drives great because i've ever been driven this like beat up chevy whatever i don't know the difference um so yeah. little advice for other than like caleb says don't get frustrated which i'm not really i mean i get frustrated in the moment but I don't stay frustrated. It's not like something I get for what's your other, like big, I don't know, one or two pieces of for new tires. Hey, do this stick with one pattern, try a bunch of different, like, what do you think? Man, that's a little question too. Um, I mean, I think the don't get frustrated piece is good. Um, I would say like, I'd say practice, like that's kind of what I, it's kind of simple, but I I think just like tying is one of those things where it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. And, um, that's ultimately how I have gotten where I got, like, I just had a, I've, I've been fortunate to just kind of have a lot of time and while also not having a lot of time, um, like, like I was saying, like, I can sit down and watch an hour, hour and a half lecture. And like, I'm not doing anything but watching that lecture. Right. Oh, and tying. Um, so, so, so it sounds like, I hope my wife listens to this episode and just understands. I really need to go to seminary. 
It's something I don't yes. want to do anyway. So there you go. it'll give me a chance to to learn. And <laughs> She'll probably tell flies. you if you could sell those flies to pay for seminary, maybe you'll be all right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There you go. There you um, go. I think um, those are all good, and I think, I, I mean, I think it is a practice thing. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've practiced enough to be yeah. great yet, but I understand what you're saying. Like it's got to be something you yeah. do. And with what you were saying about time, it's different time. Like, for example, right. you're able to take your vice and into places and tie like in the hospital room, and like <laughs> that's time. I mean, you are just. I mean, it is yeah. time. So you got yeah. Kill time to yeah time. and and ultimately t- i think yeah time is a good thing and and um i think a lot of new tires are hard on themselves and like oh my fly sock or like this or that and it's like every like especially with instagram right like yeah i think yeah. that is something that the fly tying culture right fall, does fall into yeah people is, like is, howie posting all these raising flies i'm scared <laughs> yeah no yeah absolutely like but like, even me for like, like I look at other people and I'm like, man, that's insane. Like, that's sick. Like, why can't I do that? <laughs> and, um, I think that like, just destroy that can destroy it. Cause you're like, Oh, this is terrible. But like, dude, I was talking, I was talking to a friend the other day and it's like one of the first flies that I can remember catching a really, really nice Brown on, on a really difficult stream was like a really terribly tied olive scud. Nice. And like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that fly in my fly box today. Like that's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, Ugly flies catch. But that's fish. a great point you bring up that I think we should just. I don't know we're getting close to our typical yeah. run out of time, but uh, you can't compare your fly. I would never compare my flies to to Howie's flies, and Howie sits there and he's tied for all these. You know, he's a really good tire and what I would call an expert tire and he still sees people who can't or he wants to be like, and I think in fishing, same way. Oh man, they're posting all these crazy fish. Well, what water are they fishing? What water they have available? Where are they fishing? They're just posting their biggest fish. And a lot of people are posting their fish. They caught four years ago and they're not even posting the fish from the trip they went on. And they're and in the same way, you know, we always tie this back into to dads on the fly and fatherhood. Keep that in mind too. Like we always say, Oh, there's this perfect, dad or there's this perfect family and they're posting, yeah. they're talking about oh this is what's great they well, post the family picture and not the screaming no we, we don't yeah. post the picture <laughs> yeah exactly. absolutely and so as as dads we sit here and say hey remember there's going to be some some things you don't always put out on whatever social media or even talk about in front of some people that that are hard with being dads and it's hard time flies and it's hard learning to trout fish or learning to fly fish at the beginning of things. And so, uh, I think that's a great point you make. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a fly I posted on Instagram probably about three weeks ago. It's extended body. Yeah. The green Drake deer hair, yeah, green Drake. Right. That's the one that, uh, that's the one English coffee. Uh, yes. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. So like this goes perfectly with that. Like this is all you see, right? You're like, bam, he tied one fly and it looked immaculate. I used that much. This was a brand new strip of deer hair when I started tying that. It took me about 12, 10 or 12 bodies to get that body, that extended body just right. And it's like, that's what you don't see right behind the scenes is like, I mean, like Josh, you're just getting started, but like 
Caleb, I'm sure, you know, that's a lot of deer yeah, hair. That's a ton of deer. hair. That's a ton of deer. hair, and, and Josh, you might know that too, but like, again, that's like, a, that's a good chunk of deer hair. And like, again, you see this and you're like, man, that's incredible. But like, it took me, I mean, I was sitting at my desk for like an hour trying to get this right. And just like body after body, not going right. Not like blowing up the thread slipped out, something like that. Um, and then finally got it right. So maybe that's the whole thing of embracing the journey, embracing mm-hmm. the ups yeah. and downs. And in the same way we do yeah. fishing, we do that fatherhood, yeah. embracing the ups and downs. And uh, I've got a fly tying hack, not a dad hack, but a fly tying hack. I'm ready. Tying. All right. If you met, if you tie an ugly fly, you can always cut everything off and use the hook again. It's <laughs> pretty good. I like it. If only that worked in parenting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't go back and try that again. Um, yeah. No, but I'm, you can uh, buy like uh, double-edged razors, like uh, for shaving. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you use them for a lot of things in tying, but like you can just take it and just slide it along that hook and start from scratch. If right it's over. yeah, it's good to get. It's good to know. That's sweet, man. Howie, I want to um, just tell everybody again. Howard the Duck twenty three on Instagram because you can find his Etsy shop there um, and check out all of his flies. He has a lot of pictures posted of them and uh, congratulations on the new edition. Thank you family. Um, And I I think maybe in the future we could do a little, little live night with, with Howie. Something maybe absolutely. Let's do it. Maybe in the, it would be quite entertaining to have him teach uh, me something. Teach you how to yes. tie a fly. <laughs> that would be I, I good TV. I'll, I'll just film it. I just want to watch. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Definitely be worth. worth that would be good TV. So I like that plan. Make that happen in the future. Well, Howie, man, this has been so great. Thanks for. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to to talk to us about. Um, fishing and, and especially fly tying and uh keep at it man i'm loving your stuff and uh, thank you i think i've got about 50 of your videos saved for flies that i want to tie eventually so uh <laughs> but uh we appreciate what you do for the community man and we didn't even get to talk to you hopefully we can have you back on the podcast again you're you're involved with some really great stuff um in fly fishing like uh the mayfly project and uh so many different things like that that they're really doing great things to to help kids and to help other people um and using fly fishing and fly tying as a means for that so uh thanks for doing that man so keep it up yeah absolutely thanks for having me i appreciate it thank you guys uh it's been howie fisher and uh we will be back to close this podcast out here in just a minute with dazzle fly Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Dads on the Fly. What an awesome interview with Mr. Howie Fisher, Howard the Duck 23 on Instagram. Make sure to go check him out. Uh, he's got a lot of great stuff out there for fly tying. And that was my favorite part of this podcast and this interview is just learning so much about tying flies from someone who's been doing it and doing it really well for a while now. Uh, and so if you've got questions, if you've got con- uh, things you'd like to ask about fly tying or about fly fishing in general, please shoot them our way. Uh, we love talking about things like that on the pod. And so until next time tight lines thank you for listening to this episode of dads on the fly we hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through the fishing and parenting life on the fly please follow us on instagram and facebook at dads on the fly and shoot us a message as we always love to hear from you 
If you are interested in Needy Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. Send us a message and we'd be happy to supply you with stickers or t-shirts. If you found this podcast helpful or entertaining, please leave a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, tight lines.